I'm your Huckleberry. Haha, <laughs> just kidding, I'm a computer, a computer with an artificial intelligence made in the lab of a mad scientist. Be afraid, be very afraid. very much hello everyone welcome to an exciting episode of entertainment landfill news i am your host the jaystrom welcome to the show it's so nice to be here again talking about dumb stuff with you guys and uh, hopefully you guys are amused by that um and uh it's just oh man it's good times <laughs> oh man but I'm not doing the show alone. I'm doing it with Stephen the Pop Culture Zealot. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Jason. How are you doing today? Fantastic. All right, Stephen. It's so great to see you. How was your week this week? Uh, where were you? I was back in Denver working. Oh, wow. Got I- some snow. Saw some you snow. You poor, this misguided Canadian bastard. No, no Canadian. <laughs> Well, uh, what is the weather like there right now? Is it still, um, uh, I mean, is it cold or is it it's snowy? Both. Oh, really? It's starting to get cold? So it's in the like 30s, 20s during the morning, and then afternoons will get into the 60s, 70s, uh, it, and then back cold at night. It rained here for a week, two weeks straight, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple times I thought it might flood in the backyard. But uh, it would always just let up at the perfect time, like, get the water time to sink down. And then it would start raining again. Then it'd be like, oh, shit, shit, shit. And then, you know, I have this board I can stick out there to block the water in case it comes too close to the back door. Yeah. Um, But I want to get, like, a custom piece of wood that sits perfectly in the little crevice between the slab and the house. Just stick it down in there. Get like a custom. You're gonna have to make size. it yourself, or uh, no? I need to somebody else do that. I don't know how to do that. What? <laughs> yeah, I. You've got YouTube. You can figure it out. Uh, it's a. I can't cut a board, Steven. I, I don't have a table saw. I want to take it to some like Amish guy. You know, they're really but good. But you with can wood. go up to like Home Depot. They got the saw there, and they'll cut it to size. You measure it, and will they do you. that for you? Yes, they will. They will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, guys, there's a helpful tip if you ever need some woodcut. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another thing. Have you ever been helped by at yes. Home Depot? It's like, 
Well, I'm sure they'll do it at Lowe's if you prefer Lowe's. Like, hello, Lowe's is just as bad. There's nobody there. It's 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 like this. Hello, can I get some help over here? Hello. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Now, Stephen, I have been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I got it on my birthday. My birthday was last Friday. Very yes, exciting. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, I mean, it's too late to do a birthday song, isn't it? Except for my cool birthday song I sent you. That is true. That was pretty awesome. That was epic. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you, Daniel-san. Happy birthday, I love Mr. Miyagi. I miss him Daniel-san. so much. Sorry, Miyagi is messing me up. Happy birthday to you, Jason Song. All right, here's the uh, the fireworks. Red Dead Redemption 2 was the only thing I wanted for my birthday because it was announced that it was coming out on my birthday like a year ago or however long it was. And I was like, this is the only thing I want. It's Destiny. I must play this game on my birthday. And I've been playing it, uh, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. And, uh, I've been having a lot of fun. You know, anybody who's played, you've played the original Red Dead Redemption. You no. played Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Rockstar Games created this. Um, there's. I've watched you play some of the first one, I think. You were showing me the dog following you around. And <laughs> yeah. But this game, it's, um, you know, honest. it's like so detailed in things you can do. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, you can, you you grow facial hair. Nice. Your hair grows. You can get fat or you can get too skinny depending on how much food you eat. Uh, you can shave. Uh, you know, you can, I know how to get fat. You can shave yourself or you can go to a barber and have him cut your hair and shave it. Put pomade in your hair. Nice. Um, it's funny. You can get, if you don't ever bathe or clean your clothes, you will get dirtier and dirtier and smelly and people are like, like oh you look like pig pen walking around from the yes and there's actually uh you know you can change your clothes and stuff like that it gets dirty over time here's a funny thing the main character you play this outlaw named arthur morgan he he's in a gang and the gang is trying to stay away from the law we've moved to another town and we're trying to all make some money so we can keep moving on in like this little wagon train thing and um at one point an ex-girlfriend of arthur's comes to town and she needs his help and i was like well arthur's gonna go meet his ex-girlfriend i gotta clean him up right so i shaved him got him a haircut nice clean clothes Riding into town, this guy goes, hey, dummy, what are you doing? And it was like, you can either uh, dismiss him or, you know, kind of uh, calm him or you can antagonize him. At first I was like, oh, leave me alone, buddy. And he goes, what's the matter, stupid? And I was like, all right, this guy's pissed me off. Antagonize. And he's like, "Uh, the only thing. The only thing stupid I see is your mom or something like that. And he goes, what? He comes over, pulls me off the horse. I'm like perfect clothes, clean, <laughs> frozen in mud, like 
covered head to toe in mud. So I start beating him up. Like, you know, you get in a fist fight. You're like, come on. And you can block. It's uh, um, So I knock the guy out. And I'm like, you know what? If the guys give me such a hard time. I'm going to take his money. So I take the guy's money. And it says, a witness has spotted you. He's going to report you to the sheriff. And he's running. And they go, hey, come here. And you can call after me. You better stop. And he's like, leave me alone. And I lasso him. And I take him. And I uh, hog tie him. And you can threaten him. It's like, don't you say a word. And he's like, all right, I promise I won't say anything. And you can cut him loose. And it says, a witness has spotted you kidnapping. And another guy is like running in the distance. I'm like, hey, come here. And I start chasing him. He makes it all the way to the sheriff. Now, you can either just let the sheriff come and he'll sometimes, depending on what you, you've done, he'll just say, you have about 10 seconds to get out of this town and you can just leave or he'll take you to jail or he'll shoot you. If, if I would have murdered somebody, he probably would have just started shooting at me right away. But I decided I've got to go meet this girl or whatever. I'm just going to run. So they're start get them. They're just opening fire at me. And I'm like, okay, this is a total cluster F. <laughs> like I was just going. So I made camp uh, overnight, come back to town, get them. You can get a bath at a hotel. And it's funny. You can like, it gives you the option. You can wash your legs and arms and you scrub your head. And you'll hear, hey, you need any help in there? And you can go, for 75 cents more, get help. And a woman comes in. She's like, hey, sugar. And she starts scrubbing <laughs> parts of you while you're, like, going, so how you doing, lady? And she's like, I'm doing good. How you doing? So then you're all perfectly clean. I'd just rather listen to you describe it than we'll play it even. <laughs> so I'm perfectly clean. And uh, I finally ride to the lady's house and... She, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but it's so. F- what I love the missions, how they get more and more ridiculous. You think you're going to do one simple task, and it just uh, either backfires or it turns into something crazy. Like all of a sudden, I'm dealing with cultists and stuff. Um, there's just such funny stuff. Like today, I went to this town that's like it's it's called Saint Denis. And it's basically New Orleans. And uh, you can go to shows there with like a magician and a band or whatever. And there's this one guy, he uh, he will catch bullets with his teeth. His assistant, you know, has a gun and shoots him. And he's like, aha, da-da. And so you're sitting there in the audience and this guy goes, that's a bunch of baloney. This is fake. And he goes, excuse me, sir? And he goes, it's fake. There's no way it's real. And he's like, well, you can bring your own gun up here. And I, you can uh, show the whole crowd that it's real. And he's like, all right, then. And uh, I didn't realize I had the option of getting up, too, because I was just sitting there. And I was like, I could have gotten up. But uh, the guy from the audience shot at him, and he caught the bull in his teeth again. And I was like, oh, damn, I missed my opportunity there. But there's just little things like that <laughs> that it's so much fun. And um, you you can do things like go back to your camp. And you contribute by you get money or jewelry or whatever you steal and whatever. What's funny is I've been playing it as a nice guy. Mostly. I don't want to be a bad guy because when you, you can greet people and even has an option to rob them. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But there is, we came from Blackwater. The beginning of the game is this horrible, uh, this job went South and several of our members of our gang got killed. One guy got arrested. The rest of us get away. So we're laying low in this other town. And as we're in town, I 
there's this guy, you know, people just come out of nowhere. You'll see a little dot and the guy's like, Hey, I recognize you. Weren't you in Blackwater? And your character, Arthur, he's like, no, you must have, you must think I'm somebody else. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been Blackwater. He goes, yeah, you have. I remember you're one of those gang members, aren't you? And he's like, you better shut your mouth, boy. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap. And he runs away. And it says, you better do something about this guy. So I start chasing him on horseback. (laughs) He's like, leave me alone. I'm sorry. (laughs) So finally he gets to the edge of a cliff and the horse kicks him off. Uh kicks him off the horse and he's like holding onto a cliff and you get off and he goes well well you're in quite the predicament and he goes help me up mister i promise i won't do anything i'll i won't say anything and you have the option of save him or kill him and i was like i guess i should kill him i mean he does recognize me so i'm like okay i'll kill him and he's like yeah you're right you won't say anything and he stomps on his fingers he's like ah and and i'm like oh my god what have i done i felt like so and you see the little honor meter go (laughs) minus and i'm like i need to redo this i feel so terrible and uh i kind of like thought about it for a second i was like you know what what's done is done and when you go back to camp uh it was it was funny it was like the next day i kind of had forgotten about that and you tell the the main guy dutch you're like yeah, a guy recognized me in town. He's like, oh? And he goes, don't worry, I took care of it, if you know what I mean. He's like, oh, good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I killed that guy. I feel so bad. <laughs> You're supposed to be playing it as a bad guy. <laughs> there, well, there's other times where people are riding by, like uh, this guy is in a like a wagon, uh, you know, a jail wagon. You know, he's behind bars. He's like, please let me go. I'm innocent. And they're like, shut your yap. And that comes riding by, and he's like, mister, help me, help me. And I'm like. Well, if I helped him, wouldn't I be killing uh, the the law? So I better not. And at one point, it went honor, went down. I was like, wait, I was supposed to save him? I don't understand. How am I supposed to know? But really, you're just supposed to not overthink it and just play it. Because another time, this guy came up to me, and he was in shackles. He goes, hey, I escaped. Come on, mister. Can you cut these shackles off of me? There's no way I'll survive tonight in these uh chains and i was like hmm and i go and i just shot him in the head and killed him but i was like what should i have done that i don't know but um you have a horse you can get different horses or whatever mm-hmm. but you can take care of the horse feed them comb them and i was like you're a good boy yeah you are and the horse is like Rrr! and it's uh <laughs> <laughs> and you can name them whatever you want and you can go you know, but my horse uh once your horse gets to know you and you've taken care of it for a while, it doesn't get tired as quickly and you can ride really fast and stuff. So I don't, I don't, I know you can get other horses, but I'm like, I'm kind of stuck with this horse. I was going to name him Melvin just out of nowhere, but the, the word fill in said Melville. And I was like, Oh, I'll name him that like Herman Melville or something. So my horse is named Melville. And if I get any more horses, I'll name them after other classic authors or something. Um, but uh it's just the game has what's funny is there's a lot of riding to distances you know there i don't have any kind of way of uh teleporting you can there. either ride a train somewhere or you can take your horse but i've just been riding my horse everywhere and really long journeys but i don't mind you know i can stop i can make camp you can make coffee and sip on it like you hit r2 and just go 
and just look around. You can uh, cook food and eat it, or you can mix elixirs and stuff like that. Because you need like different elixirs for healing or snakes and stuff. Uh, yeah, there's snake poisons and stuff. Uh, snake oil you can get. Um, you can uh, hunt and skin the animals. The skinning animation is gruesome because you're going. <laughs> You peel the the hide uh-huh. back, and you see the the bare skin of the animal. I'm like, oh Jesus! He's like lifting legs, going. They like show the whole thing, and I'm like, oh my god, it's really like gruesome. Um, but the the amount of detail in this is insane, and the the stories, the different things. Here's another. Uh, it's like you get stranger uh, missions where a question mark you'll go, and I met this guy who's writing a book about gunslingers old gunfighters and he's like i know these gunfighters here's different information on them if you could help me maybe get a quote from them and take a picture and he's like all right i'll do it if i run into these people and you can look for clues on where they are and then it appears on the map so i decided okay i'm gonna go find these old gunslingers but they're all these old paranoid guys and like what the hell you want Oh, you finally found me, didn't you? It's like, no, 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 no. I just got a question. I just want a quote for a book. A book. You don't look like no damn writer. Draw. And he's like, they're like, I don't want to get no gunfight. It's so funny. There's stuff like that where you're just kind of forced to fight them and you don't want to. Uh, but it's hilarious. It's uh, The game is so much fun. I spent um, like an hour buying new clothes in the shop. And the guy goes... Well, Mister, in about ten minutes, we're closing up shop. So, and I was, the the dialogue they say is so funny and it's so detailed. And like I said, as you're walking by people, you can uh, say hello there, how you doing, howdy, and some people be read to you and you can antagonize them. And I was like, well, up yours, Mister, or something like that. It's it's just really cool, fun game, and I'm nowhere even into the story, barely at all. And it's great. Oh, and another thing, if you do, if the law does come after you, which each, each lawman you shoot at to defend yourself, you see bounty, you see a ching, ching. And the first time I got into a real fight, I was like, I'm sick of running. I'm just going to turn around and shoot these guys. It said I owed $140 that I have to pay off if I want to go back in that area. Otherwise, the law will always come after me. So I had to, like, make up all this money doing stuff and then come back and just pay it off. And you see it like, oh, $140 just like that. It's gone. (laughs) And uh, I helped break this one guy out of jail. And it said I owed $300 to go back in that area. It's like, oh, my God. It's kind of funny, though. (laughs) <laughs> Lots of fun, Steven. Red Dead Redemption 2, available on Xbox if you ever want to play it. And it's, here's the thing, the game is really slow paced. And I have a feeling Rockstar, you know, games come out, like uh, Spider-Man just came out and uh, God of War. People, the way they consume things, they want to just get through it right away. Yeah. Oh, I got to finish it this weekend. I want to just play the whole thing. I The people who made this game are like, you can live in this game. You know, you can take a month to play it if you want you don't even have to do the story missions you can just go around hunting and fishing and camping and helping people out when they need help you could uh sell hide and make lots of money and it's just kind of funny like you don't have to do this stuff and like i said your character grows hair and stuff i'm wondering like how long beards get (laughs) 
But it's funny is like immediately I got his haircut like really short, like probably wouldn't even be common in that day, you know, for you to have your hair that short. And uh gave him some sideburns, you know. But I'm just gonna take my time playing it. There's no rush. Oh, and I sat down and played poker for a while. Uh mm-hmm. And at one point, I won like four hands in a row, and I was like, "All right, woohoo!" Uh, when you sit there and you play poker, eventually all of their dialogue starts recycling, and it's kind of funny. They'll just keep like uh, talking. Oh, and another thing: when you're in a hotel, you hear some guy going, "Oh yeah, this is great." <laughs> it's hilarious. The dialogue in the background is so funny. <laughs> and at one point, he goes, "Don't laugh. Why are you laughing at me?" <laughs> It's really funny. So, Stephen, we have two voicemails. Okay. The first one from is from Sean Uioka. Sean. We haven't heard from Sean in a, a long time. And I don't know if you know this, but, you know, you and I, I know you know this. We saw Halloween last Saturday. Yes. Took Emma to see it. Melissa saw it, too. And afterwards, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. And it was really eating away at me. So, I went in my bedroom closet one day. Heather was working, and I recorded on my phone my thoughts the audio doesn't sound great but i just had to explode out there with uh, my thoughts on halloween uh my main problem with it if you haven't you you know you haven't heard that no i didn't listen to it yet this is a a sequel i didn't want to know it before we came and talked in case you wanted to discuss stuff one thing that is kind of funny if you think about this and i was just thinking about it the movie's called halloween Mm -hmm. it's just called halloween and they're calling it the sequel to the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. So Halloween, and then it's sequel Halloween. It's not Halloween 2, it's just... Halloween. Halloween. So both movies are called Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes no sense. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Halloween 1970 what? 78. Eight. So that's what I've been saying, Halloween 2018. Um, so none of the other movies exist. Did it... From two to whatever. Two to six. Uh, yeah, Halloween Resurrection. I don't know if you've seen that one. No. The one with Busta Rhymes. No. You seen that one? Uh-huh. Jamie Lee Curtis dies in the first five minutes because uh, I get the feeling like after Last she one did. I saw was the H two O one. Mm-hmm. You and I saw that in the theater, and it was like a big hit. So automatically they're like, "Hey, let's make another one." And it's like, "Well, we killed Michael Myers. We chopped his head off." It's like, "No, no, no, no. We can always bring him back." And Jamie Lee Curtis was probably like, I'll do it for like a couple of mil, but you better kill me in the first five minutes. (laughs) Um, So if you ever see it, everyone regards it as the worst Halloween movie because it is terrible. Um, And like I said, his mask is terrible. They gave him eyebrows, these arching eyebrows for some reason. So he's like, he's like Jack Nicholson, Michael Myers, (laughs) like, hey, hey, it's me, Mike. (laughs) So, um... This is the sequel, of course, and, you know, it pays tribute to the original. There's some shots that are just like in the original. Remember the part where the granddaughter, she's looking out the window in the classroom, and instead of Michael Myers standing there, it's her grandmother. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, I see what they did there, but it's kind of awkward at the same time. Um, They did the same thing when he killed Michael Myers, or you think you do, you falls off the roof and mm -hmm. oh yeah, look down and 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 Jamie Lee Curtis is laying there. (laughs) She's gone. Gets distracted, looks back, and she's gone. It's like I was like, what are they saying here? She's now the boogeyman, or no, they're not saying that. Uh, The thing that also bothered me, uh, 
honestly, an original in the 1978 movie. It's all suspense. Yes. There's uh, a great sequence that I talk about where uh, he lures Laurie Strode across the street where he's already killed Annie, her friend, and he's killed her other friend, PJ Souls. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, on the phone, her friend's getting strangled. So she goes across the street and she's like, you guys, I'll be right back. Okay. So she goes over there and Michael has basically been luring him. The whole movie's building up to this moment and he's luring her over there. She goes into the room and sees her friend, you know, remember she's sprawled out on the bed and it has Michael Myers's sister's headstone there, Judith Myers. And she's like, Oh my God. And she's backing up and Michael coming out of the darkness right behind her. And then he swipes at her. She falls down the stairs. And then the cool chase music. He's coming down the stairs. She's trying to get out. The, he's tied off a door. She goes in another room where the, the boyfriend guy, his body's been rigged to scare her. So she goes the other way. Um, so he does this elaborate thing building up to this moment. And then she she's running out. She's asking for help. And the people next door are like, ah, whatever. And they turn off the light. And she has to run across the street. The, this really intense scene. Uh, and in this movie, there is no suspense like that. And I had a major problem with it. The Right away, Michael Myers just starts killing. He's beating the crap. You know, you see him just, doosh, doosh, you know, off screen he's beating the the hell out of somebody he's pulling teeth out yeah he's dropping the teeth for effect and i'm like uh what what he stood there and he's like thank thank okay but the you know i just a lot of non-michael myers things yes michael myers he's a a showman if you will (laughs) he's like theatrical he's and he moves kind of like almost like a force is moving his body. He's kind of very kind of um, kind of like in a trance in a way. Yeah. Okay. And this Michael Myers portrayal seemed like an, an old gruff guy who's just angry. He's like strangling women. He's yanking a woman by her ponytail and stabbing her in the neck. You know, he's stomping on a dude's head making it yeah. into cottage cheese. And I'm just like, I don't think they got Michael Myers, right? I almost think like, they're like, yeah, Rob zombie, Michael Myers. We're going to do they that. Mashed him. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, but, but uh, there's nothing subtle about uh, Rob zombies uh, movies. <laughs> and so I was very disappointed about that. Another thing is uh, in the trailer, we kind of think that Lori Strode, She's now this Sarah Connor type survivalist, right? Yes. But, you know, they even show her shooting the rifle. She's shooting mannequins or whatever. But when the time comes, I almost thought that she wasn't using enough in the movie also. She's, in the right way either. Well, I was like, why do we keep cutting to her granddaughter at the school dance? Yeah. And her boyfriend, he's kissing another girl. And it's just like, is Michael Myers showing up here? Why Why is this part of the movie happening? <laughs> and I want to... I won't talk about it much, but there's a part where the doctor, you know, we don't have Donald Pleasance anymore, but we have a new doctor. Yeah. And there's kind of this turn he does in the plot. Yeah. And I literally was saying out loud, what? Yeah. Like, huh? And that was really bizarre to me. And that kind of threw me for a loop. Um, There were things that I did like. I thought the ending was good. 
I thought it had a good ending. And part of me was thinking like maybe when the movie's over and people were like, yeah, it's a good movie, you know, because the ending is kind of strong, right? It's it's a bunch of good pieces put together, but all they don't mix. It's got like yeah, it has good ideas, good beats throughout. Yes, and just kind of. uh, Then they got a few off beats that just are like uh, the whole kind of serial killer. The the teeth thing dropping over didn't need to happen. It's a little much. Well, also the the podcasters. I kept thinking about okay, serial killer whatever Michael Myers is, do you think that mask is an evidence lockup forever? Yes. Do you think this podcaster is going to get no. a hold of the mask in any way? No. <laughs> I don't either. And wouldn't it be made more sense if like maybe the doctor had the mask and he used it in his therapy or, or, or something? Or they made a duplicate of some sort. They have yeah. seen it. Yeah. I even said that I have an exact duplicate of your mask, you know? Yeah. And I love the these podcasters. We know oh, we know what a just lucrative you know job that is. You know? <laughs> World renowned podcasters and their characters uh, just come and go really quickly. And I was like, okay, what was the point of that? And it was just kind of disheartening that scene in the bathroom. Yeah, it just that was kind of there's something about it. It seemed there's also a, a death of a little kid early on in the movie and I was taken aback by that too, weren't yeah. you? Was I were you like, why the hell did we need to see that? Yeah. What was the point of that? Was he like the director's nephew or something? He's like, hey he's like, I want Michael Myers to kill me. He's like, oh it'll turn off a lot of viewers, but okay, we'll have him snap your neck or something. <laughs> but I was just like, what the hell? I don't get it. I mean, um okay. <laughs> But I now, think now his character is like, was the the goofiest lines were that that truck trip. Mm-hmm. Those were the stupidest lines of the movie. Oh, uh, when the uh, the kid like, wants to be a dancer. Yeah, he's like, I want to be a dancer, and he's like, Well, I was like, Why? What? <laughs> and then his I'll dad and fish with you on the weekends, but weekdays I'm dancing. Yeah, and there's the other part with the two cops in the car, and they're like. Hey, what'd you what'd you make for your lunch or whatever? And he's like, ah, got a brownie right here. And he's like, oh, let's look at an eight year old's lunch. You packed that lunch yourself? And I'm like, you guys know that there's a serial killer on the loose. <laughs> and he's most likely coming here. You guys are talking about your lunch. And uh, I had a problem with the music too. I love John Carpenter's theme. I love his music from Halloween one, Halloween two. He did it with a guy named Alan Howarth. This movie, uh, he did a new theme and some other guy, two other guys did the thing, I guess, the soundtrack. And my main problem was uh, the Halloween theme. Everyone knows it by now. I need to go back and see the movie. I probably will watch it when it's on cable. But they played the theme over and over again. And I thought they were playing it too much where it didn't mean anything anymore. I would say, is it too much Michael Myers? It's, they didn't you know, know what, what to do with them. Right. They, the characters weren't interesting at all in the movie. I mean, I like I like Jamie Lee Curtis's character Laurie Strode because we know her from past the past movie, not Halloween two. You know that doesn't exist anymore. But with her, but... with her, with her uh, hideout bunker, mm-hmm. call it for better like a better word, where she lived, and you know it was like she left it a whole lot empty. Yeah, it's like she would never leave. In my opinion, she's not leaving. Yeah. 
I know, yeah. Like she's an ag- agrophobic or whatever, or agoraphobic. She was, um, she was ready for Michael Myers to return. Yeah, she didn't seem like she was that prepared, though, did she? No. <laughs> There's and even they, a part where she goes downstairs and shows all these weapons, and she gets, like, one weapon. I'm like, shouldn't you maybe pack some other stuff? Get a long knife on your well, side? Well, I think I mentioned, and- too, after the show, maybe it was to Melissa, we were talking about... Uh, They've been training. You see her shooting, and she's dead on with the mannequins and everything. And she's chasing Michael Myers, wings him in the shoulder. Yeah, wings. Well, what's so funny about like, that? Okay. She looks up, and in the she sees him, and he's kind of like got his head tilted a little. Like she shoots at him, but it's a mirror reflection. So yeah. Michael Myers is standing there in the room from the mirror reflecting downstairs. He can see an old lady, and he's like. That's the girl that I was after years ago, and she's just shooting at me. And what does he do? He leaves. He's like, I'm getting out of here, man. She's after me, right? I mean, what was that? And also the part, there's another part, uh, Will Patton is in the movie. If he's so unstoppable. Did it make any sense to you that when they're driving, the granddaughter's like, there he is. And And Will Patton's like, Oh, hell. And he decides, I'm going to go run him down with my car. Yeah. Did that make any sense? There's just a lot of weird, dumb things in the movie. And also, I, I talked about this, and I thought it was funny. You know, most people have now $1,000 smartphones, iPhones, or whatever. Yeah. There's a part where she's like, well, I'm calling for my ride. And boyfriend goes, no, you're not. And he throws her phone into, like, a dip. ranch dip. And she's like, whatever. Shrugs it off. Goes the other way. Her phone's ringing the whole time because her family's trying to tell her that Michael Myers is on the loose. Yeah. But that, she doesn't go back to get her phone. She leaves it in the ranch dip. Doesn't matter how much it costs or whatever. Um, the writers just needed her to not have her phone. Yeah. So they couldn't call her. And it just seemed really lame. <laughs> you know? Have her... Drop it and break it or whatever. Yeah, have her dancing or something and somebody steps on it. Oh, man, you broke my phone. That'd be better than just sticking in a ranch dip. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Sean listened to my thoughts on the Halloween uh, movie. Halloween, the sequel to Halloween. And here's his thoughts on it. Let's check it out. Entertainment Landfill, it's Sean from Los Angeles. I know it's been a really long time since the last time I sent you guys a voicemail, but I promise I've been listening to all the episodes you guys have dropped since then, and I've been enjoying them all. Um, I'm doing well. Everything's good. Work is going great. Life is good. Uh, I wanted to send a voicemail because I just listened to Jason's uh, movie reaction to the new Halloween movie that just came out, and um, I wanted to talk about it because... Uh, I'm a huge Halloween fan, big Halloween fan, just like Jason. I even went to the um, Halloween 40-year convention a couple weekends back in Pasadena where they had a, That's awesome. a, a whole number of people, like actors, actresses, cast, or crew uh, from all the, I'm only going to I guess, 10, 11-plus movies in the franchise uh, show up, and you can meet them and buy a lot of cool merchandise and things like that. It was really fun. I got to meet, you know, Nick Castle, who played the, the shape in Halloween 1, Dick Warlock, who played him in 2, and a whole bunch of other really cool people. Tom Atkins from Halloween 3. He was awesome. really nice. Um, I love him. But anyway, uh, I've been a huge fan of this franchise Nine since I was a lot younger. Um, so I was really looking forward to the movie. Um, 
I couldn't even let the movie come to me. Like Jason is so good at. Like I, <laughs> I was really, really excited. I haven't been this excited for a movie in a long time. I kind of told my wife that this is kind of like my Star Wars. Like in terms of how people were so excited when the Force Awakens was about to come out. Nice. I was really excited for this new Halloween film because I like the franchise quite a bit. I love the franchise. I like even the really shitty sequels. Uh, I just I've, I saw them at an early enough age and enough times that you know I really enjoy them, even when I take all their flaws into account. So I was really looking forward to this, and I, I actually got to see the film, the new film, uh, a couple weeks early uh, at a special screening in um, in Hollywood where they showed the original on the big big screen and then followed up with this new one and so it was a rabid packed group of halloween fans and and i enjoyed the film i didn't love the film i don't i don't think i disliked as much as jason but i was a little disappointed and then i took my wife to see it uh the weekend it came out which was last weekend and and i kind of feel exactly the same way as i did the first time i saw the movie um i liked it i didn't love it and there were a lot of things that kind of bothered me or kind of disappointed me uh for one thing i mean me personally i thought the music the score was really good i know jason wasn't that big a fan i do agree with jason in terms of when they use that chase theme when uh judy greer's wife gets attacked from behind i thought that was a weird place to have the music um but having the theme in there as many times as it did it didn't bother me too much because they did deconstruct it and do it in different ways where it was varied enough for me and i thought there were a couple of really really cool new themes um in the film uh, if you look at the soundtrack there's one called i think the shape hunts allison which i thought was an awesome new theme it kind of reminded me of like the old version of suspiria the argento suspiria score by goblin nice. i should listen uh, to but it I just alone thought that that cue was Away really good me. and there's a new version of laurie's theme which is a lot more somber um and it's it's um orchestrated and and the instrumentation is different than the original, but you can kind of hear like the roots of the original one in there. So I thought that was good. But I guess on the whole, like the basic problem I had with the movie was something that Jason touched upon, which was like the brutality of it versus the suspense. of, And that's what Carpenter's movie did so well 40 years ago. And I guess the movie did, just didn't really have that. Um, at the end of the day, it just felt like a decent fine modern horror movie whereas the 1978 halloween is just such a classical piece of horror uh, there's that new eli roth show history of horror on amc where they talk about halloween and bruce campbell has a really good quote where he says halloween is like the cadillac of slashers and i think that's a really appropriate description where it's just everything about it is done so well and so confidently with such class that it elevates it to a different level above other slashers while i feel that this new movie doesn't really go in that direction unfortunately which is kind of bums me out because i always when i heard david gordon green was directing it and he talked about what he liked about the carpenter original he mentioned the whole suspense thing and so i thought he would get it and he would go in that direction but they really didn't and i was missing all the scenes in the original like the original where michael was stalking his his prey and just kind of watching them from afar this movie doesn't really have that once he's released he just goes off and murders people instantly i guess they felt that in today's day and age you kind of need to hit the accelerator and you can't really waste time with suspense which is really sad but um i do agree that the doctor twist was terrible when it happened (laughs) uh i oh sorry spoiler alert for halloween 
Sorry. Um, <laughs> the Doctor Twist was terrible when it happened. I was like Padme in Revenge of the Sith, but I was like, please, you're breaking my heart. You're going down a path that I can't follow. And <laughs> luckily, they kind of wrapped it up relatively quickly, but I just wished it hadn't been there at all. And all it was was there to find a way to get Michael to Lori's house at the end, which was pretty lame. I do agree that the script wasn't that great. It was a lot of contrivances and pretty lazy writing in there overall. Um, I will say I agree that they got the mask right, which is something most of the sequels haven't been able to do for some reason, but this one, the mask looked pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it's the best um, mask in a long time. So I was very happy with that. And um, I think overall, like, H2O is a better version of this story in terms of I don't really buy it. Because this movie negates all the sequels, I feel like H2O just because... Michael Myers has only killed people in the first movie now that that's canon and all the sequels are gone. I don't really buy that Laurie would be preparing for him for 40 years, considering he's been locked up. Like, if if the other sequels happened or if Michael Myers was still on the loose, then I could buy Laurie Strode being paranoid about Michael Myers coming to get her. But because it's, I don't know, it just didn't seem that justified. But I can see why they did the story the way they did and and why Jamie Lee Curtis was interested in coming back because they gave her this new story point but anyway what can you do about that it's more focused H2O is I remember a couple years ago they announced that Mike Flanagan was a horror director who did like Oculus and Gerald's Game on Netflix and now the new Haunting of Hill House show on Netflix he it was rumored that he was going to sign on to direct Halloween which that was the news before David Gordon Green signed up and um, I was really excited about that um obviously that didn't happen but now that i look back i I think man if he if he did sign on i think he could have delivered a halloween film that was more in line with what i think jason and and i would have wanted which is something that focused more on suspense and less on the brutality and gore uh this is going by uh, you know just mike flanagan's work and if you haven't checked the haunting of hill house i think you should i i love the show i think it's the best show netflix has ever put out because it's just a horror, a horror series too. that's not focused on jump scares. It's all about mood, atmosphere, creepiness, and the yeah, characters. Yeah, that's what they needed. So that's what this movie it's a shame needed. that they didn't get him to direct it. But maybe he can do a sequel doesn't even to this one later because I'm sure they'll, they'll make it because yeah. this one made boatloads of money. Uh, but anyway, that was a really long voicemail. So I apologize no, it's great. Uh, for taking up so much of your time. But I uh, really enjoyed listening to Jason's reaction. And that was my reaction. So I can't wait for you guys to do another episode. The next episode, whenever you guys do it, I will be listening when you guys drop it on the podcast feed. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye. Love you too, Sean. Oh, so so great to hear from Sean. Very good. And you know, (laughs) as he was talking, it it made me think of this. In H2O, Michael Myers is the brother of Laurie Strode. We know basically what happened in Halloween 2, they established, is that the parents of Michael Myers had another daughter after he killed his sister and they sent him off. He was living in an institution. They had another daughter, but they had her in secret that she had a different name or somebody else. And I think they even said that the parents died in a tragically in a car accident or so. Basically, the family's just totally screwed, right? So anyway, they sealed her records. So nobody knew. But uh, it gave a reason for Michael to keep coming after her. In this movie, Michael Myers is just on the loose. And he's like wandering into houses, killing people, wandering next door. There's some more people. Let's kill them. 
and there's he's just kind of meandering like the plot is. He's got yeah. nowhere to go. And he doesn't even know who Laurie Strode is, nor does it seem like he even cares. And it when he it's finally the confrontation between them, I don't even know if he knows who she is. I honestly don't. Right. Without that thread of them being brother and sister, it's just like he's there and he's another person to kill, but I almost want her to go, do you remember me, by the way? And he's just kind of like shrugs, like, <laughs> you don't even know who I am. He's just like, I don't know. I what? just want to kill you. It's just like, I'm the girl, the babysitter, remember? And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, done, done. He raises his knife. Okay, now he knows who I am. But I didn't even get the feeling that he knew who she was at all. And even at the end, she goes, happy Halloween, Michael, or whatever. And she's yeah. like he just look over his shoulders like, who the hell are you? You know, it's like, oh, we, you don't know who I am? You're my sister, right? 40 years ago. But they, without that thread, there's really, the plot is as meandering as Michael Myers. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He's just like, I'm going to just start killing people. And I don't have time for theatrics. Not killing people because they're in his way. Yeah, he's just just wandering around. You know, like, there's a scene where... No, it it had been kind of cool if uh, like there was a babysitter, you know, and he, he you see him, you want to say you flashback, you can say flashback in his mind where he sees it as Lori and his. Family. Yeah, they did an awkward flashback yeah, to awkward. nudity when he kills his sister, yeah. and the I was just like, okay, this is an odd flashback, but there's a part where uh, you know, like I said, she's looking up in the mirror and he's kind of tilting his head. What if they showed like her from the past or something? So it's like telling us that Michael Myers realizes who she is, Yeah. but they don't express that. He's just like walks out slowly and Will Patton's like, Michael, get back here. And he's like doosh, doosh, shooting at him. It's like, what? Um, but there's a part where he bludgeons a woman with a hammer and you hear a baby going and you see him, he goes in the kitchen he picks up a butcher knife and he turns around he goes and i'm like if he kills this baby that's it i think i'm out of here i think i'm like let's go this movie sucks it's just mean-spirited and evil you know because i know mike miles i don't want to see him kill a baby basically yeah but he walks right by the crib and walks out the door you can hear the audience kind of go Oh, thank God. He's just going to go kill some teenagers. It's okay. But he was going to kill a baby. I'm out of here, you know? (laughs) But luckily that didn't happen. I just think the movie was a mess the more I think about it. I mean, I was really excited about this. My hypometer was up. But, you know, that I thought the trailer was great, establishing what the movie's about. And that's just it. It has those ideas. Right. It has the pitch that they sold to the studio where they greenlight, greenlit the movie. And then when they pulled uh, put, put the it script together. together, it was just a big mess. It still had the elements they now, sold. Now, is it an editing mess? Is there stuff? I mean, No, there's stuff that just uh, was wrong, tonally. Or, like I said, there was a lack of tone. Um. Let's hear what Adam Sixton has to say about all this, all right? Let's check out another voicemail, this one by Adam. Hello, Entertainment Landfill crew. This is Adam Sexton sending you a voicemail. Uh, it is uh, under my impression that uh, you guys may be recording an episode tonight, so You're I correct. thought I would send the voicemail, and I would in particular 
send the voicemail to the subject of the Halloween sequel that came out recently because hey, we were just talking about Jaystrom had uh, recorded his own uh, reaction solo episode, which I thought was good. I think sounded a little bit more better. I think you're a little too hard on yourself there, Jaystrom. But um, <laughs> let's see where to start because uh, I saw it a week ago and. Uh, when I got home, Jason had recently got home from seeing it, and we kind of texted each other back and forth. I think initially that I kind of, you know, I had fun at the movie. There was a bit of a crowd at my screening, and uh, I think uh, er- everyone uh, loved the little more comedic bits about the movie. Uh, and maybe there were a couple of the jump scares that worked, but... Um, yeah, for the most part, I'm, I've been trying to figure out how I feel about it. And I guess that ultimately the 2018 movie works and fits and starts. And I was kind of hoping that it would be a more, uh, streamlined, uh, film that, that it would work just as fresh, you know, from start to finish, it would be more clear, uh, clearly realized as a film, just like the first one was. And, uh, and I, and for a while I couldn't put my finger on what, what in particular doesn't make it work. And I think for starters, maybe it's just some of the people involved. Uh, David Gordon Green is a filmmaker who is mostly excelled and is known for uh, these independent dramas about people who are living on, I guess, um, they're not well-known. They're living on like the margins of society, so to speak. They're middle to low income class people. Movies like George Washington or all the real girls, or Joe, or Prince Avalanche—they—they uh, are all excellent films. I highly recommend you check them out if you haven't seen them. And uh, they're beautifully shot. They're beautifully written. And uh, and I guess in this past decade or so, he had tried to venture out into some bigger budget territory. I think uh, Pineapple Express is still a fun movie. Uh, your Highness is something that's a bit of a mess tonal wise. Yeah. But I it did but get some good laughs from me. Failure. I have not seen the sitter. I pretty much don't really care to. And uh one of the things that I texted to Jaystrom uh when we were kind of sharing our thoughts uh last weekend was I wonder if it's a case of the David Gordon Green just not having the kind of skill set to shoot a horror film like this, let alone shoot a horror film that's trying to evoke the 1978 original that Carpenter made. And that may be one of the problems. Uh, Another problem is that, and Jason touched upon this on his uh, reaction uh, episode, that the film's plot is very cluttered. It's got a lot of subplots. It's very busy when I feel the story should be pretty straightforward. The original movie, which I've rewatched recently, uh, keeps it simple and uh, tries to keep the character development within the narrative when you're meeting people back and forth, and it never feels cluttered. It always feels like there's a focus, a laser focus throughout the whole thing. 
And um, I think that's one of the things that trips up Halloween. Uh, I've read reviews of it having pacing problems, and there were moments where I feel like it just makes some of the same mistakes that a lot of uh, horror films seem to do. And in, in, in this case, uh, in this 2018 film, it offers up a lot of kills just for the sake of having kills because there's been not there, there's a lot of time has passed. No one's been murdered. Hey, we got to kill someone just for the the sake of doing so. And that feels to me kind of uh, uh, not compatible with the spirit of the original film. Carpenter's original movie doesn't have like a throwaway murder when someone gets murdered it's it's an important event and there's dramatic impact to it and one of the things that bothered both me and Jaystrom was the murder of this uh kid a sports <laughs> a slight spoiler warning i should my i should say but uh there's a murder of a kid and uh when that sequence came on i just thought that uh, the kid was going to be spared, that My- Myers was going to get into the truck and drive off, and the yeah. kid would be just left alone and ultimately find out what happened to his dad. But it's just something that's thrown away, and it feels feel it feels pretty brutal and feels totally very unnecessary. Needed. And it's not the same kind of uh, the death of a child as represented in Assault on Precinct 13, where... It's a very important event. It kickstarts the conflict that sets the whole plot uh, into motion. It, there's just it just seemed wrong to me. It, it seemed wrong as a film that's intended to be a companion piece uh, to a original, a horror classic uh, uh, that we all know and love. And um, yeah, that's those are. Some of the things that now that I'm thinking of, you kind of get you're left with a movie that I feel works better in theory and not so much in execution. And it's been a while since I've left a voicemail. And uh, as I'm sure some of you have noticed. And in that time, I've went to uh, I went to see The Predator. And I had some similar problems with that. that, uh, movie in which, when compared to the original, it has a a plot that's very uh, littered with subplots. It's very busy. It's not that it's it's a uh, you know it's a uh, where the original incoherent or you can't understand where everything's going. It's just it, I feel like a, a film like that should really be a, just a little bit more simpler or a little more simple, a little more streamlined. And I kind of feel that Shane Black f- fell in love with some of the characters. None of them were the Predator. And it just kind of really felt weird. I, I, I still th- I still like the Predator. I, th- I think it still has a lot of uh, good dialogue and good character moments. It's like, again, they recycled but, uh, the But having read an early draft of the script that he Predator, and Fred Decker wrote, I kind of feel... The like it's Halloween, a compromised production. <laughs> uh, well, I know for sure it's now a compromised production in terms of what the what story they were trying to tell. So, um, I guess those are some of my problems uh, with Halloween 2018, which I'll I guess I'll call that. 
But, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, there are some good things into it. Uh, there are some good things about it, I should say. Jamie Lee Curtis is great. They try to give her, like, a Sarah Connor-like uh, character arc where trauma is pretty much kind of uh, ruined her life, I should say. Kind of stunted her uh, growing up as an adult and as a mother and... I don't think it dramatically works as well as it did in Terminator 2. Not but, fleshed out um, at all. But I guess uh, I'll leave that to uh, every viewer to decide about that. I thought Judy Greer was great. I think she had a great scene in the very near the very end. And if you've seen the movie, you know which one I'm talking about. Um, and it Nick is, Castle, it was great to see him reprise his role. And... I don't think that his movement and his body language um, bothered me as much. I mean, when it came, when it talked about the killings, uh, Jason, when you mentioned that his movements, his uh, the way that he does it is just a little more brutal. I kind of agree with you there, but when he was just making his rounds, walking, observing people, I think we got some of the old magic there. So um, I guess to sum up, yeah, I, I I'm. Probably, I've probably come down like maybe a star or two where I where I came out of the movie thinking it was like three and a half out of five. But the more that I think about it, maybe it's a two and a half, maybe it's a three if I'm feeling <laughs> generous. Uh, so sunk a little bit. Uh, I think that will do we'll it for my Halloween uh, 2018 uh, reaction voicemail. Um, trying to figure out if there's anything else of mention uh but nothing's come close to mind and i guess i'm trying to reach the end of this voicemail because i'm doing this at work when i should be working so <gasps> but i i wanted to send a voicemail for tonight's episode it's gonna get dark. and i'm really happy to hear that you guys are still recording i hope you never give that up and i hope uh this is something that we can all rely on is um Something that we come that we come together for as a fan community, and uh, hell yeah, Jason, uh, my bodyguard is on its way from Netflix, nice. uh, the I DVD service. So that. I will be able Chris to finally watch it and tell you if I think that it matches up with that certain episode of Chuck. So uh, <laughs> maybe you'll get a voicemail from me nice. uh, on that subject. But other than that. Um, I guess I just need to wrap it up, and uh, I will speak to you guys later. So, check uh, you later. Bye. Thanks a lot, Adam. You know, I was when as you were talking about David Gordon Green, I was thinking about a sequence that I liked in the film that it was building up to, and it's the part where the dumb guy likes the granddaughter, and he kind of makes a bad pass hey. at her, and the the lights come on. And what it is, is it's motion lights. And, and I made a comment after the film about this. The lights stay on a long time during the scene, and then when it ends, the lights go out. And he's like, what the hell? And he walks, and the lights come on, and then there's Michael Myers. He's like, oh, hey, mister, don't worry, I'm getting out of your backyard. The lights go off again. Then he moves a little, and the lights come back on, and Michael Myers is a little bit closer. And he's like, Dude, oh. you're kind of freaking me out. Yeah, you're kind of freaking me out there, and the lights go off again. And then they come back on, and he slashes at him with a knife, and the guy starts running. Yeah. And he's like, oh, help, help. And he's trying to get up, 
And then the girl comes back and she sees, you know, he's been impaled on the fence or whatever. And Michael Myers kind of stands there and she's like, ah, and she runs away. And a, a director, they could have added some real suspense there, but they did it. They yeah. kind of just cut it short with the light gag. Yeah. They kind of really stretched it out and made it creepy, but no, they just got to the guy dying. And then, then what happens? She starts running and you think Michael Myers is going to chase her, right? But no, she runs next door and she starts banging on a door. You see the lights come off. Scene ends. Next time you see her, she's in police custody and they're like, we got your daughter. Yeah, they're sitting on the front porch with the people who answered her door. Yeah, they're all standing there, and the police are there, and she's safe. But there was no suspense there. They didn't have a chase scene, make it scary. He's walking slowly. She's trying to he pound on doors. He would have stopped, though, if, even they, if she'd have gone in the house with these people. Yeah. Because he'd have come in there chasing her. But instead, they're like, and scene. Okay, yeah. she's safe now. Now let's move on to the next scene. Uh more capable director could have really milked some suspense out of that, some creepiness, but instead they just kind of go boom, boom, boom. Okay. Scene's over. And it could have been so much better. Like I said, they have ideas, bits of ideas and they just didn't know how to congeal them together mm-hmm. as, a, as a cohesive film. I th- have an idea. I didn't, I said the ending was good for that movie, but I have, I thought of a way that the ending could have been way better. Just way better. And in fact, I could have made the film way better. I was thinking of different plots that it could have been better. Um, But it would be really hard to drop the brother and sister thing. The Michael Myers is related to uh, Laurie Strode thing is, I think, there's a reason John Carpenter came up with it is because it works as a... A plot so idea. It's a family connection. There's mm-hmm. a family connection there, and he's after. And why to kill the family? Who knows? But still, you know, you're going too deep to think. Is like here's you can another think thing. That was he abused as a kid or whatever? But here's another thing. There's a line where the doctor is talking to Laurie Strode, and she goes, "Oh, I get it. You're the new Loomis." And we're supposed to be like, "Oh, Doctor Loomis, you know, ah, uh, you know, we remember." Here's the thing. No. He he's in front of Laurie Strode uh, about five seconds at the end of the movie, the first movie. Halloween 2 doesn't exist anymore. So for all we know, she doesn't know much about Dr. Loomis at all. So would that comment even make any sense? She has no relationship with Dr. Loomis because Unless he's trying to contact her over the years to see Michael. That's yeah, we're just only... filling in the blanks here yeah, because we're, yeah. <laughs> there's no answer there because Yeah, I'm just saying that they they were so proud of themselves, we're like, guess what? They're not related. And it's like, oh, well, give me something better. Oh, no, we didn't come up with anything better. We just he's not related anymore. Oh. Yeah, well, that's all we got. Her? Oh, he's not. Oh, he's not after her? No, she's after him, though. Oh, okay. Is there a scene where she comes after him? Yeah, kind of for a few seconds. Then what happens? Um. <laughs> well, she goes back to her house. Okay. And then what? Well, Somehow he she's got this his... cool, cool kind of like floating. She has like a kitchen island that opens up and there's a basement with guns in it. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Then well, what? Then what? Uh, well, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's cool, but tell me what else happens. Well, did I tell you she has guns down there? Like yes, a, you did. She has guns down it's there. It's a bunker to help fight Michael Myers. She also has a room filled with mannequins. Oh, why? Well, because um, she uses them for target practice. Shouldn't they be in a shed out back? Why are they in her house? Oh, case it rains. Who? What does it matter? She shoots them for target practice. Well, there's got to be a scene where she goes in there later and it's creepy. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. <laughs> she should have had gourds and stuff in another. Each room she went into should have had creepy stuff in there. It's like, why does she have all these clowns in here? What? What? Is, she collects clown dolls. What's the big deal? There could have been a scene like E.T. She pan, The camera pans and you see all the clowns. Michael Myers' face is right there. The camera goes past it. Then goes right back and he's right there. That would have been great, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, let's move on. No more Halloween, guys. It's an hour of Halloween. <laughs> let's quickly move on. I have a couple of stories, and then I'm going to do Let's Read Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, this one is, these might might actually be the incredibly weird titles for the Avatar sequels. Everyone loves talking about how James Cameron, James Cameron's Avatar is coming back for multiple sequels. Yes. Any day of the week, it's easy to forget James Cameron has been working on four Avatar sequels for most of the past decade. Yes, that's right. Four sequels. The first two are scheduled for release in December of 2020 and 2021. If those are successful, two more will arrive in 2024 and 2025. That feels surreal because when Avatar 2 is released in 2020... It will be 11 years since the first one came out. If we get Avatar 5, it'll be 16 years. And though Avatar is still the highest grossing movie of all time worldwide, it somehow already feels like a relic of times past. Cameron has been shooting the first two sequels for the past several months and maybe even dipping into four and five if we believe some rumors. Now a new report claims to have seen documentation that reveals the titles of the four films. Normally that would sound super shady, but it is coming from the BBC, which makes it sound like the opposite. We've contacted 20th Century Fox for comment and or clarification and we'll update if and when we hear. The titles, according to the BBC, are Avatar, The Way of Water. Okay. Avatar, The Seed Bearer. Avatar, The Tolkien Rider. Avatar, The Quest for Iwa. Okay. Let's break this down a bit. The Way of Water feels plausible just because we've known for many years that Avatar sequels would explore Pandora's underwater worlds. So sure, that works. The Seed Bearer feels like a reference to family. And we know these films are going to be about ever-expanding families of Jake and Natiri. It's also the easiest title to make fun of because, well, it just sounds dirty. The Seed Bearer? Okay. Grow up, okay? We have no idea what the Tolkien writer is, but it's likely by the time Avatar, 2, Avatar 4 would be released, it's a plot point that could be established in the earlier movies. The, like, oh, that's what the Tolkien writer is. That's what the third movie, Stephen, we're going to see in 2016. Writing things is a badge of honor for the Na'vi. Finally, the quest for Iwa is just about the perfect title for the final film in the series, since that's what the first movie is about. The Na'vi search for the purpose through their god, Iwa. 
this is so stupid. I hate these uh, speculation articles. <laughs> like, they have no idea. But uh, out of context, the titles just sound ridiculous, don't they? But who knows? I trust James, James Cameron. I always have. I've always loved James Cameron. I, I know a lot of people love to shit on Avatar, uh, but it's got some incredible action sequences in that film. It's still very watchable. It is. I still say the director's cut is amazing. If you haven't seen the director's cut, watch it. It adds uh, more depth, of course. And James Cameron, he's the king of director's cuts, man. All of his movies have the most badass director's cuts. I've never seen one of Titanic, though. <laughs> what would that be, like eight hours long? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, but I haven't watched Avatar in a long time, but it's... I like it. I've watched bits of... It was just on, like, last weekend or so. That scene where he's flying, you know, the big air battle is mm. freaking awesome. And he lands, he uh, shooting at dudes, and he... Pops a grenade, throws it. The thing goes coming down. The whole ship is going down. The evil colonel guy, he gets in the the load lifter thing from Aliens. You know, it's like a bigger kind. That whole action scene where Natiri's fighting him and she's on the jungle cat and he's in that machine. It's friggin' awesome. It's staged so good. The way the timing of him holding his breath, getting in the walker machine as the ship is going down in flames and he ejects just at the right time and he lands on the ground right as the thing crashes behind him. Yeah. It's just so freakingly perfectly staged that James Cameron, he's got a gift and sure, a lot of people love to uh, shit on him now, but I'm, he's a master at his craft, so that's all I have to say. I'm a James Cameron apologist, by the way. Okay, here's another story. Brady Bunch kids reunite for HGTV renovation of the real-life Brady house. Okay, the reason I'm bringing this story up, because I heard that the Brady Bunch house mm -hmm. was being sold. Right. And uh, I tweeted it. Hey, HGTV, you need to buy this house and do a special on it. I'm not kidding. They got the idea from me. I personally, <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted this. Now listen to this. Here's the story. Oh, here we go, Stephen. Here's the story of a TV renovation we can't wait to see. Six original stars of the Brady Bunch came together to help HGTV launch a new series that aims to fix up the real-life Brady Bunch house. The series, A Very Brady Renovation, will see the HGTV stars like like Jonathan and Drew Scott, the Property Brothers, oh no, and Laura Spencer from Flea Market Flip, fix up the Los Angeles house that served as the exterior of the Brady's TV home during the beloved show's 69 oh, to 74 to run. Like the original. The renovators will give the property a 70s-inspired rehab that nice. adds 2,000 square feet to the original footprint while ma maintaining the iconic street view and recreating the show's kitschy interior designs. They better have that astroturf in the backyard, Stephen. All six Brady kids, Barry Williams, Maureen McCormick, Christopher Knight, Eve Plum, Mike Lookinlin, and Susan Olson join the renovations on Thursday for a walkthrough of the property, making the first time all six actors have been together in nearly 15 years. Their TV parents, Robert Reed and Florence Henderson, have both passed away. Oh, wait to make us sad, as well as Ann B. Davis, who played Alice. Now I'm sad, Stephen. When did Florence Henderson pass? 
not too long ago. Okay. I missed that. How did I miss that? CGI Florence Henderson will be in the special. Wait, what? <laughs> she has Westonality. <laughs> HGTV promises additional surprise celebrity guests. Oh, my God. Cousin Oliver! <laughs> Sam the Butcher. He's probably Sam no longer with us. Yeah, he's probably gone. Let's see. Somebody said... Davy Jones is no longer with us, unfortunately, but maybe Joe Namath is available. <laughs> Joe Namath! I remember there was an episode with Joe Namath, and I want to kiss you. <laughs> Whenever I see Joe Namath, that's all I can think of. So that's going to be annoying, and I'm going to... They'll, they'll, they'll throw a football to Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! Yeah, she's going to get it right in the nose. I'm probably going to watch the first episode of this before it becomes so annoying I can't watch anymore. But they Is do it be more than one episode. They probably will do episodes where they work on different parts of the house. It'll be a whole oh. season or they'll do one episode like a special. But I think they're going to milk it. I can see them milking it for two. I, they're going to milk it into like eight episodes or something. Probably. I don't know. It's like, and will they, they got to have the. They come in, the kids will, kids, they're adults now, the former kids will come in and do a walkthrough, they'll have nothing to do with the remake, Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll bring them back at the end. Yeah, they're not actually working on the house yeah, or yeah, anything. Yeah. It'll be like, they might have them do some, you know how on those shows they, they'll have the owners of the house do demo yeah, yeah, yeah. with a sledgehammer for a few minutes, and they're like, okay, you get out of here, you're going to hurt yourself, let's take over. Here, you know? Eve, here's a brush, yeah. that wall. Come on, how many times are they going to make a Marsha, Marsha, Marsha joke? Yeah, too many. Way too many times. They're probably going to mention Johnny Bravo, you know, with Greg. Ah, it's going to be great time, Stephen. All right, Stephen, that's it for the news. And uh, <laughs> what do you say that's we it do? For the news? That's all you have. What do you say I guess we, we did ch- extended Halloween speak? Yeah, we, I talked about that way too many times. I'm sorry, but it m- means something to me. I'm and not I, it was too long. I'm just saying I like we had to, the, it was extended. How Sean said it was like he was excited about it. He loves the Halloween films. Even the sequels that aren't great. The I do think that uh, I remember going to see on my birthday Halloween four in theaters. So, like, can you even count Halloween three: Season of the Witch as part of this? No, it was like an experiment where they wanted to do an anthology Halloween films, but the movie was such a flop they never did it again. And I was like. That one can't be considered even part of the Halloween because there's no Michael Myers period in it. Right. There's uh it's funny cuz I kind of got mixed up in the I kept talking about how Michael Myers in Halloween 2 at the end they keep showing his body on fire. Mm-hmm. Like they kept cutting to it. They show uh Lori Strode, she's in an ambulance, she's crying, and then it keeps cutting to it, and you just see his body falling apart into ashes. All you see that's left of Michael Myers is ashes. And that was the way of John Carpenter saying, like, Well, all done with this storyline, no more Michael Myers. Like and then he you know, like George Lucas always saw ahead. Like, I can, uh, you know, we're going to have action figures and toys and make money off of this. John Carpenter's ready to move on. And they had uh, the script, Tommy Lee Wallace, to make uh, Halloween 3. And if that's successful, we'll do Halloween 4, another Halloween story. Like, just keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, a series of uh, 
stories that are scary, but it just confused people. And I don't think anyone went to go see it. And it is a really strange movie. What, three? Yeah. Halloween three. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, looking back on it, he probably should have pitched a Halloween anthology TV show or something, you know? Um, but he, but now, I mean, I even saw a quote. I wish I could find that story, but he's game. He says, as long John Carpenter's like, as long as the check's clear, I'm, I'm good. You know, you guys can do it. You guys want to make it on a Halloween? Fine. Write me a check. He doesn't, I don't think he really cares that much about the Halloween stuff. He okay. said what he had to say. Cause really, if you think about it, if you watch the first movie, Halloween, when that movie ends at it's the end, ending. The movie, the story's over. The story of Halloween is over. Uh, Michael Myers, uh, Dr. Loomis shoots him. He falls over the edge and then he looks over the edge. He's gone. He runs downstairs. Michael Myers is gone. And the movie ends with uh, cutting to different areas of the neighborhood where Michael Myers was and he's no longer there. And you just hear his breathing. And then the movie ends. He's disappeared. I always wondered why they didn't do. He just appears next Halloween. Halloween's is when he shows up again, but they always have to be like, no, no, no. He's recaptured and he's been in custody for this long. I think it would be funny if like, uh, here I am talking about the damn movie again. (laughs) They're like, uh, go to Jamie Lee Curtis's character. And they're like, Michael Myers has escaped. And she's like, who? Oh, you remember when you were like uh, 16 and that guy came out? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's what was his name? Because it's been like a long time and I have grandkids and stuff now. <laughs> I lived a life. Yeah, she's like, I've gotten over it. Stephen, what do you say we uh, read some Rotten Tomatoes? Sure. All right, let's do it. Say either. I say either. You say neither. And I say neither. Either. Either. And neither. Neither. Let's call the whole thing off Yes, you like potato And I like potato You like tomato I like tomato Potato, potato Tomato, tomato Let's call the whole thing off Smell like stale tomato juice (laughs) Yeah, it sure does one thing that was driving me nuts, Stephen, is when I was recording that, I couldn't remember what the Rotten Tomatoes score was for Halloween. I knew it was positive. Right now, it's at 79% fresh, 304 reviews counted, 241 fresh, 63 rotten. Audience score, 75% liked it. So, I'm not the only person that didn't like it. I, here's the thing. I really wanted to like the movie. I was excited. Halloween's always been kind of special to me. You know, me and my cousin Candy, we saw Halloween 2 in theaters eight times. We kept going and going until my mom said, you will not see this movie again. You're turning into a deranged serial killer, just like Michael Myers. I'm like, so what? I'm getting better. Shing. What a knife. <laughs> But let's see what Rex Reed has to say about Halloween. (laughs) What once seemed creepy now just seems campy. I'm sorry to report that in 2018, Halloween, the howls sound more like giggles and screams. Two out of four. I don't even know what that means. 
Alberto Corona says, there's a shortage of ideas in Halloween, but how could there not be? It's the 11th movie in the saga. (laughs) Three out of five. By the way, that review is in Spanish. All right. Fumlani S. Lenga says, this may not be as pioneering as the work of someone like Alfred Hitchcock, but it's a creative step in South African filmmaking, and I dig it. Wait, what? This guy, Fumani Eslinga from City Press, South Africa. Wait, what? What is he talking about? South African filmmaking. I don't know. Is this dude... Where's the director from? Is he from South Africa? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. What's the director's name? Uh, David Gordon Green. Okay. George Elkind of Metro Times Detroit, Michigan says the filmmaker's investment seems less in the conflict between two opposing forces than in the power trip of Michael's position and seeing other people as sport, but they don't know how to make it more complicated or tactile or any more real than that. I agree with you, George. But Molly Henry of the Blogging Banshee says Halloween is a love letter to John Carpenter's original that only true fans could pull off. I disagree with you there, Molly. Josephine Livingstone says a brutal rumination of intergenerational pain and the ways that male cruelty can make good women bad. Wow. Okay. Um, Rafer Guzman says a solid addition to the deathless horror franchise. 2.5 out of four. Matthew Rosa says, in other words, like Brad Jones, I agree that this is the best Michael Myers based Halloween movie since 1981's Halloween two. By the way, I said, I saw Halloween two eight times in the theater. I still take Halloween two as the sequel to the original Halloween. You're not going to tell me this is the real sequel. Because they would never call it Halloween also. Halloween, 1978. Halloween, 2018. It just doesn't work for me, Stephen. As I said multiple times on the show. Bob Chipman of Geek says, The film gets in its own way, most often wanting to dispense with the baggage of its franchise, but not finding an escape from the franchise, only existing at all because of the baggage. It's quite the conundrum. I give it a two. Okay. Michael Mazzanti says trauma is a through line in Halloween integrated by Matichak and Judy Greer and carried on the shoulders of Curtis's searing performance. Even when the narrative around them often seems hurried three out of five. Johnny Gaze Monic, a fanboys of the universe <laughs> It's an in de- it's an adept exploration of the effects of trauma while also being it's not that deep guys what the hell you're reading too much into it you're making it deeper than it really is I just couldn't even finish that one Stephen okay Bob Grimm Green proves to be the right director for the task of reinvig- reinvigorating South African films Michael Myers four out of five I'm kidding I added that do you understand where that guy was talking about. Was it just a wrong uh, review for where it was, you think? I think so, because I looked up him, and he's not from South Africa. He's actually born in uh, Arkansas. 
I'm going to click on the link here. South African hard. Oh, Jesus Christ. Make this go away. South African hard. Tokoloshi works for the most part. So this is a review that shouldn't even be where Halloween is. He's reviewing a different film here. God, we always find flaws in uh, Rotten Tomatoes, don't we? Stupid Rotten Tomatoes. This is interesting. The movie Overlord premieres next week, Stephen. Uh-huh. We know that's a bad robot, J.J. Abrams produced film. Yes. Let's, with only hours until D-Day, a team of American paratroopers drop into Nazi-occupied France to carry out a mission that's crucial to the invasion's success. Tasked with destroying a radio transmitter atop a fortified church, the desperate soldiers join forces with a young French villager to penetrate the walls and take down the tower. But in a mysterious Nazi lab beneath the church, the outnumbered GIs come face to face with enemies unlike any the world has ever seen. From producer J.J. Abrams, Overlord is a thrilling pulse-pounding action adventure with a twist. Rated R. All right. Have monsters with little arms and. <laughs> Currently, it's ninety percent fresh, nineteen fresh, two rotten. All right, let's start out with the rotten one. Sean Mulvahill of Fanboy Nation. That's a nation I don't want to visit. That's why it's rotten. (laughs) Nazi monsters versus American GIs could be an interesting genre exercise, but Overlord is a cliched mess that is often tedious and predictable, lacking in wit and imagination. I give it a 1.5 out of 5. Well, let's see what Christy Puchko has to say about it, Stephen. So in the end, Overlord is loud, violent, ridiculous, and deliriously fun. Okay. Raphael Motomare of IGN says, Overlord may not be the Call of Duty zombies movie you were expecting, but it is a damn entertaining film about the horror of war and the thrills of a zombie invasion. Nice. Nice. Kaylin Corrigan says, Overlord manages to satisfy expectations of pure escapism, even as it digs deeper, and it's a welcome alternative to so many movies that don't even try. I give it a B plus. John DeFore, DeFore of Hollywood Reporter says, horror fans should cheer as will admirers of the ensemble's up and coming cast. By the way, I noticed that the guy from um, Ian DeKestiker from uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in it. Fitz. Fitzy. Okay, John Tones of Espinoff says, Fitzsimmons, he's Fitz, right? Yeah. Overlord manages to combine both universes into a coherent film. Three out of five. Uh, that's a bad sentence. It doesn't, okay, Pablo Tabadota of Cinemania says, I don't think I said his name right. Overlord will not go down in history as one of the great films of the year. Always my favorite way to begin a review, Stephen. For a positive review. (laughs) But as a film that plays pretend to make us enjoy its crazy premise, magnificent execution, and a couple of memorable and imaginative action sequences. Uh, Again, the sentence doesn't finish there. (laughs) Trace Thurman of Bloody Disgusting never reaches further than it has to, but if you're looking for a Nazi-killing gore fest, then you're bound to find something to like here. Three out of five. I gotta go. (laughs) 
Where did they I like go? That bloody disgusting site. That one, bloody that disgusting. That's the one who pro- published the one about uh, yeah, bad like, taste. How that picture of Jesus. <laughs> Dan Caffrey. Maybe sell one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Caffrey of Consequence of Sound says, Overlord is probably too small scale and workmanlike to ever be a stone cold classic, but its overall seriousness, competency, and visceral special effects digitized blood notwithstanding make it something to celebrate so what i hear from this i'm kind of reading between the lines it sounds like a fun mediocre film nothing great mediocre what do you think mm-hmm. steven you did see venom what did you think of that eh, it was okay i mean like you said without spider-man what is venom you know yeah <laughs> it's possible he could he could win the oscar for venom steven do you want to see the grinch the new grinch when it comes yes. out so the animation looks decent yeah it does it looks it's like it'd be fun sorry i'm lo- i'm losing track of uh what i want to do you know the haunting of hill house that sean mentioned uh-huh. it is 92 percent fresh they review tv shows also let's read a couple of those it stars uh Carla Gugino, Timothy Hutton, Elizabeth Reeser, Henry Thomas. That's a dude from E.T. I've always loved that guy. Carla Gugino and... uh, uh, Michael Huisman. Timothy Hutton. Yeah, Timothy Hutton. I said Timothy Hutton. I'm thinking... Never mind. I was was thinking it was the dude from uh, Gerald's Game. I said, oh, they they reprised... Bruce... um, What's that guy's name? Bruce Davidson? Yeah. Something like that. I was saying if Heather would help me. A little small picture. No, Bruce Davidson. He's on nine. He's on uh, the resident. Bruce Greenwood. There we go. Okay. Michael Idato of Sydney Morning Herald says, what is perhaps the most beautiful about the haunting of Hill House is the way it both subverts the haunted house genre and then wholly genuflex to its cliches. Ooh. They used genuflect in a a review. Sophie Gilbert of the Atlantic says over 10 episodes, it's stylish, moving and sinister riddled with ghosts, both literal and metaphorical. Sam Adams, the guy who invented the beer said, it isn't the words that stick with you. It's the sight of the bent neck lady. Oh my God. I don't want to see that. Kate Gardner of the Mary Sue the show wisely does not decide to try and answer all the mysteries it presents to the audience. Sometimes there are no easy answers in life and in television. And in death. Graham Blundell says, I found it perplexing and eventually irritating. Ben Travers. Is this the son of Pete Travers? <laughs> it's real potential lies in breaking the mold more than reapplying it. It's the people who haunt viewers more than ghosts and emphasizing the stories of the living is what makes Netflix's horror show come alive. I don't know. I might check this out. What is that on? Netflix. Netflix. And it's supposed to be creepy and just dripping atmosphere. (laughs) Good times. All right, Stephen, that's enough Rotten Tomatoes. I will see you on the flip side, okay? Sure. All right. Uh, Meet me over there, Stephen. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And see.
Mike. Hey, everyone. It's me, the Jane Strum, here at the Entertainment Landfill Headquarters. Welcome to the landfill, Stephen. <gasps> this is Entertainment Landfill News, episode 60. 60? We've done 60 of these episodes filled with news, just chock full of entertainment news. I told you about Avatar tiles, and I told you about the Brady House. We're done with the news this week. Nice. <laughs> That's all in the news this week. <laughs> Sixty-nine. We've already been through that on the other <laughs> on the other show. Sixty-nine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week, talking about Red Dead Redemption Two, talking about Halloween, and that's pretty much it. But you know what? Oh, yeah, we did Red Dead. We did. We did talk. You know, hey, I'm passionate about it, and I. Sean's right. Halloween, Halloween 2, The Mask is perfect. The rest of the Halloween films, The the Mask, they, I was like, why even bother making this movie? You can't get the mask right. Mm -hmm. They finally did. It looked great for this movie. I don't know what took them so long. But there's times where the lighting on the mask is bad, though. Yeah. It doesn't look good. It's in too much light. Uh, in the original film... John Carpenter had this way of filming him from a distance. Do you remember that part where he's around a hedge and then he steps yeah, and he yeah. hides behind it? Totally. Perfect. He's in daylight, but it's so creepy. There's a part You're where... You're far enough away where the light's not harsh on the mask. Yeah, Laurie looks out the window in daylight. He's standing by a clothesline with clothes and he's looking up at her and she kind of does a double take and he's gone. And uh, it's used so effectively. Again just not enough panache not enough style you know and i'm gonna stop talking about this movie now <laughs> I, Dan, danny mcbride doesn't have the right chops for no he, he's a fan but uh they didn't know what they're doing like i said they pitched the movie they sold it and then they're like holy shit what do we do now we write this get this Lori. <laughs> thought you were done Lori and michael <laughs> not related Ooh, tell me more that's right. She's now like Sarah Connor in T2. She's waiting for him. Ooh, I like this. Michael Myers, he escapes from an institution again. Okay. Okay. Well, Hell, you know, what? the bus crashes. A couple of podcasters, you know, podcasting that's super popular now. These podcasters, they have Never the mask from, from the first movie. But the, the mask... It doesn't look all brand new William Shatner mask anymore. It's now aged and it's old looking. Oh, I bet it smells pretty bad. Yeah, you're damn right. We're even <laughs> having a scene where Michael Myers goes, Woo! Holy shit, this thing stinks. The first time you see it, you get a scratch and sniff card when you walk in or you scratch and sniff. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, Whoa, hello. That's what it's. Ooh. But uh, yeah, anyway, thank you guys for. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you would, visit etlandfill.com. There you can find all of our previous shows. It was funny. Adam recently, he's, I wish he would have, Adam Howard recently watched the original RoboCop, finally. Finally. And he had a fun time listening to the Nim Movie Mini of RoboCop. And he was like, where can I download that at? And I was like, etlandfill.com. If you just look on the right, you will see a link for Nim Movie Minis. Just click on that. And 
You can um, watch the movie mini. Click on Nim Movie it. Minis. There you'll see like Nim Movie Minis of Die Hard, Jaws, Back to the Future, Lethal Weapon, Gremlins, Robocop, Goonies, and all this sorts of other stuff. So if you guys want to check that out. We talk Sync about... Sync it up to your movie and watch it. Yeah. Maybe we'll do one for uh, Halloween 2018 one day, Stephen. <laughs> and I'll just be like, why? Avatar. One for Avatar. Stuff like that. The water. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jessica. Wish me a happy birthday. Thank you for listening. And thank... And thank you, Adam and Sean, for those voicemails. Thank you, guys. I would love to hear from Sean more often. Um, Sean, I'd love to have you on what again, and we just, just talk. something like his, that he has a team that he works on. They just cut some movie trailer. Yes, he, uh, Sean edits trailers for a living. I'm movie draw- trailers. I'm drawing a blank. Teasers, etc. Sorry, Sean. Was it Halloween? By the way, before Halloween, we kept seeing horror movie trailers, mm-hmm. and they all look like the same movie over and over yeah. again. One was of a woman working in a morgue where the body had been, a woman had been exercised and she died. Not exercise. finish not, the exorcism. They never finished it. And she's like all twisted, like going... And I was like, quit your job. You don't have to work at this morgue. Go get a job at Walmart or something. <laughs> She's like, no, have you ever worked in retail? I'd rather work in this morgue. And I'm like, oh, okay. haunted body. <laughs> yeah. Another one was about this crying lady. And there's this scene where this thing was trying to get these little kids in a car and the windows kept rolling down yeah, yeah. and he kept rolling. <laughs> and then the other windows rolling down, he goes over there <laughs> and then the door keeps unlocking and keeps locking it. And then all of a sudden her face appears in the window. I said out loud, Oh hell no. <laughs> like she was like, <laughs> that's the, 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 the Mexican horror one. Yeah. I was like, hell no, I am not going to ever watch this movie. <laughs> Because yeah. she's like going, mm-hmm. she's like the crying. That's the one that uh, Melissa says she gets told that she was told that, that story is it's a, a kid sc- by her grandmother or something. Yeah, it's a scary story. <laughs> Another one was like a little possessed kid. And she's like, what's the matter? He's like, I had a bad dream. And she's like, come here. And he starts running towards her. And all of a sudden becomes an adult man. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, screw you, movie. You stole that from another movie. What was that? There's a movie where the little girl runs and she turns into an adult when she goes yeah. through the doorway. It's one of those damn doll movies. Here's the thing. If you ever, all of these movies that have the trailer, they go, the name of the movie done. And then they show one last part where someone's like opening a cabinet and there's like, Wah! you know, it's like, and it was like, Oh my God in the theater. And then they go see the movie and the movie sucks. <laughs> you know, it's just not good. It's a bad movie. And by the way, I don't know the names of any of those movies. I don't remember. All I know is like, there was a trailer to, uh, you could go to a local Cinemark or in Plano and live a horror movie. You put on these VR goggles yeah. and you walk into a maze with your friends and you get the crap scared out of you. Emma turned to me. She goes, oh, let's go do that. And I was like, uh, no. 
Because <laughs> there was one for Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah there was. That uh, Swiley was telling us about. And I was like, I'll do that, but I'm not going to do a horror movie, you yeah, know? They touch you too in that. Hmm? The horror movie. Yeah, or things jump out at you and stuff. Yeah. You can see the people that are like bumping into walls and stuff. I could see me going poof and like breaking the glass, knocking unconscious. Sir, you owe us a thousand dollars for the goggles you broke. It's like, what? No, I don't. Here's my lightsaber. That's from the last <laughs> movie. We don't do that one anymore. Uh, but yeah, I don't like being scared that much. I could scare myself. Uh, Going into a dark room to look for something. It's like, where's the light switch? There's, there was some, I think it was Melissa told me about it, the, uh, a haunted house that you go through, and there's like 400 pages of shit you got to sign off on, and it can take you eight hours to get through the house. <laughs> wow. And they have you have a safe word that they, you know, it's like when you, pork chops, and they <laughs> out, you're done. Nice. <laughs> I just thought of my idea. Said, no, if you make it through, oh, was it they, they? You can make. They give you like a quarter of a million dollars or some shit. Nice. But nobody's made it through. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of my. Okay, here's my idea for a Halloween uh, sequel, Stephen. Okay. Um, Michael Myers has been institutionalized. He doesn't know anything about cell phones, smartphones, whatever. He doesn't know about our open carry laws or anything like that. When he comes out of there, they call the granddaughter. They're like, Michael Myers on the loose. Do you have the gun that you're licensed to carry? I sure do, Grandma. And she pulls out a gun. And her friends all have guns, too. And when Michael Myers shows up, they just light his ass up. <laughs> They're reloading. I got the better. Everyone on the block comes out with their guns, and they're just just unloading. Re- my, mine's better. Okay. Michael Myers is actually very smart. He knows about cell phones. <laughs> he knows about cell phones. He has his own cell phone he plan. He sends text messages to Lori, oh. and, it, and it's not voice or anything. It's the sound. Ding! The sound. It's like the ringtone. It's... Oh, that's Michael. I know that you. I can hear you breathing. He sends an emoji of his Michael Myers mask. It's like an animated sticker with a knife. He's coming. He just only talks in emojis. He won't. Well, he I won't love, type words. There's a part with a dog, the podcaster. He's like, "Say something, Michael." That's not another thing I couldn't get over. How many years has it been? Has he been in the institution since 1978 till now, 2018? How many years is that? A lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> Forty years. Forty years. He's <laughs> never said a word. He never said a word as a child either. So he's never said a word in his whole life. They're going there to interview Michael Myers, <laughs> who's never said a word in his life. And they show him, to talk. Michael, say something. They go to visit Laurie Strode, and they're like, could we get you to visit Michael in the institution? So Maybe he like, you could. be like 12 years old then? Yeah. So he's or, 52 or years he's old? Eight. He's eight or something, wasn't he? I, eight he to 12 his... years old. So he's 48 to 52 years old. Do you remember? That was a 70-year-old man <laughs> chained up <laughs> in the movie. I know. And then... You and I are I think, in the age range to be Michael Myers. I think Laurie is 16. Laurie Strode is 16. He's 21 in the original, I think is what it was. Michael Myers what? 
yeah, Michael Myers. There's a line in Halloween two that doesn't exist anymore, but he goes, Michael Myers is 21. Uh, Dr. Loomis says that. So in 1978, he's 21. You said in the second one. Yeah, but it's the same night (laughs) as it's still in 1978 in the sequel because it's the same night. Okay. It picks up right after Michael gets up and walks away after he's been shot. But the first movie when he was a kid and did the killing. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie. How old was, I mean, I'm going to say he was eight or something. When was that supposed to happen? I don't know. So it might say at the beginning, but I have to go back and look. that would have been in the 60s then, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you knocked... 20-odd years off of 1978. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't even remember what my point was anymore, but <laughs> I was trying to say that... Uh, <laughs> I what, just get what? you off on a tangent. <laughs> but what was my point? I don't remember. I don't think I had a point, but it's just funny that uh, after all those years that uh, <laughs> I don't even know where I was going oh, with yes, this. He thing. would be 20 years older. Though. He'd be close to 70 years old. Yeah. Oh, oh I remember now that they went there to interview Michael oh, and yeah, he's yeah, yeah. never said a word ever. I'm going to get, say something, Michael. I wanted him to turn around and go, why don't you STFU or something like that. I was like, shut up. I'm meditating. <laughs> but there's a part they go visit. I was almost at Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was in my mind palace. Okay. There's a part where they visit Lori Strode and they pay her three thousand dollars for to talk to her, and he goes, "Maybe we could get you to visit Michael. Maybe have a talk with him or something." And she just kind of goes, "Okay, we're done." And I was like, "Is this the dumbest guy on the planet? Yeah. Why would she go visit him <laughs> to get him to talk? He's never going to talk. What are you talking about?" It just was kind of stupid, wasn't it? Michael, do you have a tongue? Can you talk? <laughs> Just so dumb. Well, guys, that's enough of uh, <laughs> Halloween. Thank you so much. I, I'm bummed that I'm so disappointed by it. Maybe it'll come on cable one day and I'll be like, eh, it's not that bad. It's just, here's the thing I said to Melissa when I was over and I go, it's just as good as any of the other sequels, you know? Yeah. And I still would take Halloween 2 over this any day of the week. The only problem with Halloween 2 is... Is they destroy Michael at the end of Halloween 2. And then in Halloween 3, no, Halloween 4, I'm sorry, he's all burnt and scarred and he's still alive, but it's just like, no, he burnt to ashes. <laughs> but it's like, no, he didn't. We need to have him again. You know? He recongealed. I just something. What's that? Yes, I am. <laughs> There's a great scene where in the original Halloween where uh, Lori stabs Michael Myers with a coat hanger. First, she stabs him in the neck with a knitting needle. Then she stabs him in the eye. Then she stabs him with a knife. And the little boy goes, where is he? And she goes, I killed him. And he goes, you can't kill the boogeyman. And then he's just standing there and they're like, ah, and they run away. But uh, after she, uh, you know, it's actually after that, after I'm mixing up the sequences, she stabs him downstairs, comes upstairs, then he comes after her. You can't kill the boogeyman. She goes in the closet and then stabs him in the eye and then the knife or whatever. But he does that cool rise and turns his head kind of thing. Uh, They kind of tried to do that at the end in the basement where it kind of rises. And I'm like, 
too little, too late movie. <laughs> you know. Oh, now you're Michael Myers that I know and love. Who's your favorite psycho killer, Stephen, from movies? Were you more of a Freddy fan or a Michael Myers fan, or did you like Jason better? Uh, like Jason. Really? I liked. I did like the first Michael Myers. You know, I I put Jason the first, not the first Jason, the first Friday the Thirteenth because it was the mom. Yeah. But the second one, but the one it was. He had Jason. The, like the pillowcase over his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the hockey mess, Jason? Okay. I mean, but, those movies got progressively worse as they yeah, went on, yeah. you know, just like the Halloween movies got progressively worse. Yeah, because that, that kind of like, so you get the Friday the 13th where it's the mom, and then the Friday the 13th yeah. 2 where it's him. So it's like kind of two first starts. Yeah, I never held the Friday the 13th movies in the same level as Halloween because Halloween had John freaking Carpenter. Yeah. And so I almost, I kind of looked, even as a kid, I was like, they're just gory, yeah, man. They don't have the style as how. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got that at school. Like, Jason, what are you doing on Friday the 13th? I understand why you yeah. would like it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm more of a Michael Myers fan, okay? He's got more style. The way he uh, stands in the background, you kind of see him. He's blurry <laughs> and stuff. I love That's that. you in real life. <laughs> You're always quiet in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it's like I, I really admire a lot about Michael Myers. You know, he's really he's got, got that quiet. <laughs> he's got a killer personality. <laughs> uh, okay, it's time to end the show, guys. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening, and we'll see you next time, Stephen, right? Yes, we'll see you. All right, guys, check you laters. Holy F, what a messed up couple of dudes talking about a horror movie for two hours. Get a life, guys. Now this is podcasting.